We have been on Wednesday nights, and we're gonna, we are going to finish this out um, because I, I really believe having this teaching <clears throat> recorded where people can come and listen to stuff and listen to it over and over and over again um, is so vitally important. And um, there's, you know, I, I don't think today that there is a lot specifically being taught on the gifts of the Spirit. There's been a lot taught on the gifts of the Spirit in days past, and I'm not saying I know everybody and what everybody's doing, but I just don't think that there's been a lot taught on how to activate these gifts and how to activate, activate them in every single person. Um, through the years in the church, um, there were, there, in, in, you know, in the last 37 years of my salvation, I, I've seen people take these passages that we've been talking about out of Romans chapter 12, and now we've been in 1 Corinthians 12 for a while, and we're going to finish this out, and the fivefold ministry gifts in Ephesians 5. And I've seen a lot of people through the years, I mean Ephesians 4, and I've seen a lot of people through the years take these, all these different kinds of gifts and, um, and think that maybe a gift was theirs or a gift belonged to this fivefold ministry gift or that these gifts were just for special people and not everybody had access to these things. And, you know, I don't, I mean, God's no respecter of person. And so I don't know how you could you know, separate the gifts from different groups of people. I mean, I mean, I've heard people talk about different races of people, you know, that couldn't operate in the gifts. I mean, different age groups of people, different, I mean, all kinds of just junk. And, and so I, I felt like it, that it was really important that we spend this time on Wednesday nights until we got through this so that you could go back and you could, you know, you may have people have questions about it. And you say, you know, you need to go listen to that. Go listen to that message. And they're on our website and you can go and, and, and either download or listen to those. And, and it's important that, that you do take the time to process the material that we've put out there because I, I'll just tell you this, without the gifts of the Spirit in operation in the church, the church can't, everybody say can't, yeah. the church cannot accomplish what God put us here to accomplish without the gifts of the Spirit in operation. The, the, the gifts of the Spirit, as we've read, in fact, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 12 and just read a little. Tonight, um, we were going to get to the next one, and I decided that we were going to wait a week and just kind of do some review tonight. Um, the next one that, that we're ministering on is, is the, the, the gift of the working of miracles. And next one, the next two Wednesday nights, we're going to share on that. And I've got some really good stuff that I think will be a, that will be a blessing um, to each person and to everybody in, in understanding the gift of the, of the working of miracles and the importance of the gift of working of miracles. But tonight I just want to do a little a little review of some of the things that we've shared. And I just want to go through and read the first 11 verses in 1 Corinthians 12 again. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, 
I don't want you to be ignorant or unaware. You know that you were Gentiles carried about by these dumb idols, however you were led. And therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So there's different gifts and, and operational gifts, but, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities of these gifts, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, or, or of the gifts of the Spirit, is given to each person, to each one, for the profit of all. For to one, everybody say one, so, so to one person okay, is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another the faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, which we'll talk about next week, and to another prophecy, which we'll talk about uh, after, after the working of miracles, and discerning of spirits is the next one, which we've already talked about, and to another different kinds of tongues, and we'll talk about that after the other one, and the last one we'll talk about here is the interpretation of tongue. But each one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills them. Now, <clears throat> it sounds like as you're reading it that, like in a, in a congregation like this, See, to Dale, he'd give one, and to Isabel, he'd give another, to Arthur, he'd give another, Lee and Sarah, he'd give another and another, and on and on and on. He'd give, he, he, would, he would give each person in here that gift. But I don't believe that's what he's saying there, because he, he talks about the, the diversities of these gifts, and he, and he talks about how that they can operate in different ways, but that last verse in verse 11, it says that he gives those gifts or he wills them to us as we need them and as other people need them through us. And, you know, we've said this as we've been teaching this, a gift is something that you don't, if I give Brian a gift and he hands me a $100 bill for it, then it wasn't a gift. He had to pay for it to get it. A gift is something that you receive not something that you pay for, okay? So there's something active in receiving a gift. There's something that is active on your part, but it's just accepting and receiving that it's yours. If I told you that, um, if I told you that I wrote you a check for $100,000 and that check was in the church office and you needed to stop by and get it, and you thought to yourself, you know, Pastor didn't have $100,000. There's no way that he wrote me a check for that. See, you would believe that if you didn't believe I was a person of my word. Hey, you know, he's told me all kinds of stuff, and he never follows through, and he never does this, and, and so on and so on. And he says he left a check. There ain't no check in there. So what you're doing is you're not actively receiving. Why? Because you don't trust me. Okay? Well, when you take the word, okay, 
if the word says specific things and we believe God and we believe his word and we believe that it's right, then if we'll receive it, then it'll operate. And these gifts of the spirit, God wants to operate through all of us. Everybody sitting in here tonight, God wants to will you these gifts at opportune times when you need them. And as we've, I'm not going to go and review every little thing that we've talked about, but when we talked about the gift of faith in operation, when we talked about the word of, the gift of the word of wisdom and the gift of the word of knowledge in operation, not natural wisdom, not natural knowledge, but specific words of wisdom or knowledge at a specific time that would enhance and profit another individual person. Well, how, how, how do we get in a position to receive it? We've talked about that we get in a position to receive these gifts that are different than just normal gifts, just normal wisdom or normal faith or normal uh, uh, knowledge or, or normal healings, you know, things that can happen. You can take two aspirin because God told you to take two aspirin. And, and, and because he told you to take two aspirin, your headache could go away. Isn't that right? Well, there's something in those aspirin that help the stress-type pain or whatever that you have in your head to go away. That is not the gifts of healings. Amen? That's not the gifts of healing. Well, I, I, the, the gift just flowed right there because I took those two aspirin and I got well. No, you took two aspirin and got well. See, but the gifts of healing and the operation of those gifts, uh, you know, the Bible, we just read in here that they're, they're, they're diverse and they can operate in a lot of different ways. But if you're not developing faith in God and a relationship with God one-on-one on a day-to-day basis, when you're not learning to and, and, and really believing in the importance of hearing the word preached, so that the Holy Spirit can take what you're hearing preached and minister it to you. If you don't believe in that, then you're not developing faith in God for these gifts to operate through so that, that mankind can get delivered and set free. And, I, and, I, and I'm telling you, mankind is waiting. It, mankind is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I believe the manifestation of the sons of God are tied to the gifts of the Spirit in operation in believing that they're ours. God set us up. Therefore, who? Anyone. God's no respecter of person. Um, I mean, why, why do you think that a person like Robin Williams... Why do you think that a person would go through with, with, I mean, you, you don't just, you don't just take your belt off and wrap it around your neck and hang yourself. That's right. I mean, you got to know how to do it. You got to spend some time figuring out how to do that. Why? Why would a person do that? No hope. No life. And you know whose responsibility that is? Not Hollywood. Not the rehabs. That's the responsibility of the church. Connected to the gifts of the Spirit. I'm telling you, there's all kinds of people in Hollywood with revelation of the Word and preaching and ministering the Word. And, and somehow, nothing happened and got connected to that guy. But you know, we, we all saw that on the news, but you know, there's people that do that every day. 
and they're not comedians and they're not in Hollywood and you don't know their name and they're not in movies or whatever. There are people like that that do it every day. And you know what? There's people walking around you every day that are contemplating it. You think the Holy Ghost knows that? You think the Holy Spirit wants those people to do things like that to themselves? If you're sitting in here tonight and you've ever thought about it or contemplated it, you're not, you're just part of the crowd. I saw a stat the other day. I don't know if you're included in that stat, but I saw this stat the other day that 85% of Americans have contemplated at one time or another, at least thought about, not contemplate, but at least thought about suicide. Well, maybe, maybe that would be a way out. Maybe th this, you know, could help me or whatever. I mean, 85% of Americans have thought about suicide. Now, you know, we're part of the 15 that have never thought that, you know. But, and I'm, I'm not smiling like it's funny. I'm saying, you know, I'm just telling you, there are people everywhere that think things like that. And I'm telling you the only thing, the only thing that will help and deliver people is when someone is in the grocery store and, and, you're in line and Holy Spirit says to you, you know what? You know what? There's a person behind you that I want you to speak something to. You say, well, how would you hear God say that? <laughs> I don't know. But he does it all the time. I don't know. I don't know how I hear God say things like that. I just am in the grocery store minding my own business or wherever I'm at and all of a sudden, it's like, you got to do something for this person. I told you the story of the guy I didn't do that for, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he OD'd and committed suicide the next day. And I've never forgot that. And I can't let that urge leave me. I can't let that nudging inside of me. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that I'm, I've been busy. And, and the moment I'm busy and, and I feel that nudging of the Holy Ghost... I remember the guy that died. You know, what if that guy's in hell tonight and I was the last guy that had the opportunity to speak into his life? Could I have saved him if I would have, if I would have you know, ignored my, my pager going off and said, you know what, I need to minister to that guy? Well, ever since then, and, and it was during that time years ago in my life when the gifts of the Spirit became real to me, and I heard different teachings on them, and it became real, and how real, and how really important that, that it was. And I, the reason I'm teaching this is because I want to stir each and every one of you with this to where you won't just allow yourself to just be a, you know, a, a Christian just taking up space in a chair in, in a church and not thinking about other people. There's something that happens to you. You know, I, 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 was, I was standing at a counter the other day, about four or five days ago, I was standing at this counter, and I was really in a hurry. Uh, anybody ever been in a hurry? Does it seem like we're always in a dang hurry? Man, I was really in a hurry. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. And the, the, you know, every time you're in a hurry, every time I'm in a hurry, the person that's supposed to be helping me is in La La Land. 
and the phone rings and this person comes in and then that person comes in and I, so I'm standing at this counter and I really need this process to hurry up you know one of my daughters is standing next to me and and uh, and so this thing that should have taken four and a half minutes you know is up to 20 now <sighs> I could feel myself wanting to give this woman an expression to where she knew I was ticked I didn't say anything But man, I want to let her know, give her a piece of my facial expression, right? <laughs> so, I'm standing there, and this knock comes on the inside of me. And I, I look over, and there's this bald-headed Navy guy, because he had a Navy incision on his arm. That's the reason I knew he was Navy. He's standing next to me. And uh, I just, you know, if, if, you ever, if, you've, if you've ever been the kind of person that could, could, you know, strike up a conversation with someone, usually about one in three will actually engage. Usually. Now, and then they just kind of look the other way. But God said, I don't want you to. I could just hear it again. I, I don't know why, but it, but it was really helping me get my focus off of what wasn't happening for me. You know what I'm saying? And so I just asked this guy a question, and he answered it, you know, and we, we kind of went back and forth and back and forth, and then uh, he said, uh, I was telling him about another church in another town I was in, and he goes, uh, you know, my wife and I have been thinking about that church. And, uh, and he said, uh, and, and it's really, man, it's just I, it's funny that you said that. And so he's trying to get out of town. He's, he's getting out of town and doing a couple of different things, you know, and, he, and so he's in a hurry also. But he kept coming back, and he kept coming back, and just he kept, he'd come up, and he'd tell me bye, and then he came back again. He said, he said, you know, I'm really glad you told me about that. He said, because my wife and I need a change in our life. And so I was personally able to speak some things, you know. It, it was a word of knowledge that I had about the fact that that guy needed to be connected somewhere. And it was in another town, so it wasn't here, but he needed to be connected, and so I was telling him about it, and he had already been thinking about it, and God drew him to that place. And it's just, see, things like that are just, they're not coincidences. It's supernatural stuff. And you say, well, you know, that's not a big deal. Nothing's a big deal to God. See, nothing is a big deal. I mean, I mean a, person, a person that is through the gifts of healings that has been healed of cancer in their body is no different than a guy finding a church. See, no, no, I didn't say that right. Everything's a big deal to God. I said nothing's a big deal. Everything is a big deal to God. Everything is. To the littlest things, it's a big deal to God. And listen, if if you won't pay attention to that little knocking in saying something, to someone like I did the other day, if you won't pay attention to that, there won't be other things that, that begin to happen. And, and the more we can be trusted, the more those gifts are released because, because we will allow ourselves to be used in those gifts and watch other people's lives be transformed and changed. God wants people changed. God doesn't want people hanging themselves with belts. God wants people to get answers. And you know what? Don't be looking, don't be looking for me to give everybody answers. God, 
same Holy Ghost that's in me is in you or whoever else. And, and the Holy Ghost in you is out there in the world to give people answers and, and to find opportune situations that, that arise on a day-to-day basis. And when you do that, and when you pay attention to that, there's no end to the things that can be accomplished. But the thing I want us to think about tonight, and I just can't get away from this verse of Scripture in John chapter 3. I mentioned it when we were talking about the gifts of healings, and I've just not been able to get away from this because I, I really believe that there is a key here to the success of these gifts operating. And, and I feel like it, God's just showing this to me on a day-to-day basis. I see it all the time more and more because what God wants is for his people, God wants his people feeding off of each other. God wants us to feed off of each other. See, God doesn't want us to just be these little, you know, separate little entities and I'm this person and I have this gift and I'm this person and I have... No, no, these gifts are for all of us to operate in all nine of them as he wills them. But he wants all of us to be stirred up with this so that that we together encourage each other to be open and aware every time that there is an opportunity to, to be used by God to speak something in another person's life and, 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 or to pray for somebody or whatever, that, you know, whatever it is. But in John 3, um, and verse, I'm just going to kind of jump in, in here. Um, verse 30, he says, John 3 and 30. John the Baptist was saying, He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. Verse 34. For he whom God has sent, meaning Jesus, speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit to him, in other words, by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He's given all things to him. He's not given, God didn't give Jesus the Spirit by measure. God gave Jesus the totality of the Spirit. And wouldn't it seem like that when humanity, let's just take myself, wouldn't it seem like that if we didn't understand that the difference in Jesus and us is that he had spirit without measure. Each one of us have been dealt a measure. See, a measure, a measure. He has been given the whole measure. Now, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't this happen? That if we read about Jesus and all the miracles and all the things that Jesus did, and then I can't do all those things. In other words, I may pray for somebody and they get well, 
And then the next person I pray for, they don't get well. And the next 45 people I pray for don't get well. Couldn't some discouragement set in? Has discouragement set in? Yeah. See, because I don't believe that God has told me to lay hands and pray on every person. Jesus didn't even lay hands on everybody. The number of times people were well by him just speaking the word. One time he spit in the dirt and took the mud and put it in the eyes of a person that their eyes were opened up and they were healed. But, you know, we don't have a count that that happened multiple times. We just have a count that that happened one time. All kinds of things. If you go back and look at the words that were used in 1 Corinthians 12, there are diversities of ministries, and the functions of those ministries are all different. Why? Because the gifts operate through different personalities. So one person's going to operate in a different way through their personality. The gifts will flow through the personalities. So what one person might do, another person may not do. That's why we need one another. We need people to be available to speak words of wisdom. I'm not going to have all the wisdom. You know why? Because I was given a measure. I was dealt a measure. You were dealt a measure. You're not going to have it all. You don't have to be, you know, king of the block where spiritual things are concerned. Just be you. And I tell you, the more that you're you, and the more that things happen through you, and the more you encourage other people to get in a position to be used by God for the gifts to flow through them, then we begin to feed off each other. And I believe God has intended for the church of Jesus Christ to feed off of one another and it not just be a show. Gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit have been in operation in days past. I've done a lot of study on church history and how there's been moves of God that have gone through the earth at different times. Amazing moves of God that have gone. But you know what actually came out of many of those moves of God? I, I've, got a, I've got a set, I've got a, uh, this dates me, but I've got a cassette tapes, I've got 12 cassette tapes of a series called The Generals of God. M mighty men of God and women of God in probably that date back maybe the last two centuries, say, the, say the, just somewhere around the beginning of the 1800s on. And, and in, in these series, so, some of the most amazing manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in operation through different people. But in many, many cases, and, and it's all documented on these, on, on these tapes, in many, many cases, in fact, all but two of the 12 that I have these, these uh, tapes on, all but two of those 12 ended up being alcoholics or, or just all kinds of things of the flesh they got ruled and controlled by in their life. And, and at the end of their life, after the mighty moves of God and the manifestation of the Spirit through their lives, a lot of crazy things happen to them. And, 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 in, and in a number of the cases of, of these men, what happened is people worshipped the man. See? 
No, we're to worship God. See, we're to worship the gift giver, not the gift that men operate in. Yeah, thank God for obedience for people that will obey God and do what God tells them to do and things will happen. But God wants you doing it. Not you waiting for someone to come to town and, and somebody that supposedly operates in, in a gift and, and that, that gift, you know, i got to be just where that gift is. And I'm not saying that there's not giftings and anointings and fivefold ministry gifts that are empowered through the gifts of the Spirit to do mighty things. I'm not saying that, that, that there's not any of that. But when I read the Bible, the fivefold ministry was to equip the saints so that the saints can do the work of the ministry. See, what is the work of the ministry? <laughs> you, you read right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the work of the ministry is to operate in the gifts. Huh? Operate in the gifts, to, to have words of wisdom and words of knowledge and, and, and the working of miracles and the discerning of, of spirits to know what we're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, you know? God wants his church to be aware of what's happening so we can be the answer to the world and make the difference. God intended the church to be the difference. Not try to make a difference, you know? Not work at it, you know? Be the difference because when you are operating in the gifts of the Spirit, you are being the difference. There's a huge difference in me just operating off the top of my mind, even in knowledge of the Word, versus the knowledge of the Word developing faith in me and then me being in a position to receive from God and to do and to be used in the gifts of the Spirit in ways that cause people's lives to be changed. People's lives are not going to be changed without the revelation of the Word of God inside of us. Can you say amen to that? Without it, nothing will change it. And this, this, this thing about the Spirit without measure is so vital. When we talk about, next week, when we talk about the gift of the working of miracles... The gift of the working of miracles. When we talk about that, we can see the working of miracles, this gift in operation, multiple times in Jesus' ministry. And so, okay, if my deal is I want, I want miracles to operate, I want miracles to happen in my life and around me, if that's, if that's what my intention is, that's the wrong intention. I don't want miracles. I want the gifts God has given me to operate through me. I want the gifts God has given me to operate through people around. I, I want the gift of the working of miracles in operation. I don't just want miracles for the sake of miracles. I want the gift operating, so why? Because if the gift is in operation, then people profit. Okay? What, what, will, a, what will a miracle do to somebody that, it, that just all they're after is a miracle. Things can change in their life one day, but the next day they're right back in it because they have no revelation of the Word. So, so what, what is it going to profit a person that has no revelation of the Word and, and a miracle manifest and, 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 and they, had, you know, they had a twisted foot and their foot got untwisted, okay? But there's no revelation of the Word. What's to say the foot didn't go back to being twisted again or whatever it is? You know, things happen... And things, things don't 
change for the good on a, on, you know, in the long haul and for a long period of time when we don't have the revelation of the Word. So we don't, want, we don't just want miracles. We want the gifts operating. And when the gifts are operating through each one of us, it's because we've done the work and the preparation to position ourselves to receive the gifts. Amen? Not just, not, I mean, I, mean I, I, I see all the time, like, like the guy that, that I was talking to at the, at the counter the other day that I, I just got through telling you about. I mean, that happens anymore every day. Literally, it happens to me every day anymore. I'm, I, I mean, I, I wake up in the morning and I thank God. Father, I thank you for the opportunity today to minister life to, to another human being. There's people here today in Kerrville, Texas, or wherever I'm going to be, there's people here in this community that need something that I have, and, and what I have is what you have, and there are people that need that. See, if we're not practicing it in the little things like that, then, then greater things won't happen. Greater increase won't happen. Who in here today, you, you can see yourself laying hands on somebody out of obedience to God. I'm not talking about trying to do it. Trying healing won't get healing. But how many in here today, you, you, just, you just lift your hand up and you can say, you, you can see yourself laying hands on somebody and praying for somebody and them get well. Okay. So do we wait? Do we wait to do anything for looking for this opportunity to lay hands on sick people? That's not the only gift of the Spirit. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the gift of faith. I'm, I made this point when we were talking about the gift of faith that a lot of these gifts will flow together. And there's a number of the gifts that have to operate together for it to be effective in, in something that is done. And something that, that is where, where there's real manifestation. And, you know, it doesn't matter. We don't have to walk around thinking, okay, now what am I doing today? Is this the gift of faith or is this the gift of word of wisdom? Is it, no, no. I mean, we don't want to get technical with this thing. We just want to know that these things, how they operate and that they're available and just do it. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Spirit of God is more real and can be more real to you than the voice of somebody in the natural that is standing here talking to you tonight like myself. I'm, you're hearing my voice. You hear what I'm saying. You know, some of you, it makes sense. Some of you, you know, what the crap's he even talking about? No, but you hear my voice, but I'm telling you tonight that the Holy Spirit will take what I'm saying tonight and then reveal it to you personally. And then when you're standing at a counter somewhere, you're wherever it is that you're at, and that little knock comes. I, you know what God's saying? You know what he's saying to us? I need you. Man. He's saying, I need you. I need you right now to be obedient to start talking to this guy. When I started, when I heard that thing inside of me, I didn't know what I was going to tell that guy. I didn't know what gift I was going to operate in. Okay. Here comes the gift of the word of wisdom. I'm going to give this guy a word that's going to knock his socks. No, I didn't say, I mean, you don't look at it like that. Huh? I just started talking to the guy. 
And really what I gave him was a word of knowledge that he was, the word of knowledge, it shocked him that I mentioned this church. Really? My wife and I were just talking about that. I mean, I'm telling you, that's as big a deal as if I was somewhere and laying hands on someone and they got well in their bodies. You know why? Because that guy will, he'll go to that church now. And you know what? The next time I'm in that town, I'll see that guy in church. I guarantee it. And, and what's the deal with church? It's the word, right? Because what does the word do? It changes you. Changes your thinking. And you know what? That guy was a good guy. He's a, he's a nice guy, but he needs a word. And he needs that church. And he needs to be there. And he needed, he needed, God needed me, but that guy needed me to be obedient to do what God was knocking on my little door telling me to do so that I could stir him. And he didn't even know it. And I didn't even know it. And I didn't even know what I was going to say. And he didn't know he was coming in there to hear what he heard. It's amazing. Every single day, we can be open and, and be listening to the Spirit of God. And you know what it'll do? You know what it does? Is it gets your mind off yourself, and it gets it over onto the business of God. I'm not saying there's not... I mean, you've got you to live your life and be responsible and do the things that you're supposed to do. I'm not, I'm not negating those things, but a lot of times, the enemy wants you to worry about stuff that you can't do anything about. You know, worry and fret and oh my gosh, and what about this? And, and uh, he don't want you, God, God don't want you worrying, but the way you won't worry about things is to be focused on what he's saying to you in a day and how God can use you to do something for someone else. And, and you know, I've heard people say to me, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not around a lot of people. No, I mean, you just got to be around one, right? God knows what people need. It doesn't matter where you're at, what you do or anything else. Don't compare yourself to how active maybe someone else is and they do all this kind of stuff. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what it is that he wants you to do. And when you do it, there's no end. And I'm, I'm just telling you tonight, I'm telling you tonight that tomorrow is coming. And instead of going into what I was going to share Tonight, in, in the gift of the working of miracles, God wanted me to tell you tonight that tomorrow's coming. And there's probably 50 or 60 people sitting right here right now. And every one of us, every single one of us, is going to come in contact with other people tomorrow. Every single one of you. You're going to come in contact with people. And you know, you know what you do? Oh my gosh, now pastor's put under pressure. <laughs> now I gotta find somebody. No, 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 I didn't say that. No, just get up tomorrow morning and just say, Lord, here I am, I'm available. You want me to say something? You want me to do something? You got somebody you want to bring across my, you need me, you need me, and you need to use me tomorrow? I'm available. Huh? Every day? I mean, when, when I said that every day that happens, nah, that's an exaggeration. I repent. That was an exaggeration. But every day, um, it's, it's like I'm operating because that's where my focus is. I'm ready every day. I'll say that. But 
So tomorrow morning, if you get up and you say, I'm available and I'm ready, Lord, and nothing happens in the day, just do the same thing the next day, and 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 the next day. And one day, just something will happen. And nine times out of ten, it's just something that appears to be little. Well, you know, nobody got healed today as a result of what I did. No, but they got something. Like the guy that I just told you about, you think his life's impacted? I promise you, his life was impacted because someone said something to him that he and his wife had just been talking about the day before. The day before. Only the Holy Ghost. God, and when I think about it, inside of me, just it just makes me weep when I think about We, you know, as a people, we've been lied to. And we've been told that things, you know, don't have to be that specific or whatever. And that God's not that, man, God's real specific. And man, does God want you and I to be aware of what he's saying every day and what he wants us to do every day. You know, and how he wants us to minister to certain people. And sometimes we can be so structured in our day-to-day, God couldn't get a word in edgewise. I didn't say don't be structured. Structure's good. Man, there's times when God just says, slow down, stop. Listen to me. I want to use you. I need you. One of the greatest revelations truly I've ever gotten is that God needs me. How about you? God needs you. I'm telling you today, God needs you. And the gifts of the Spirit are available. We don't have to try to figure things out on our own. We have the Holy Ghost, and He's here to release, as the Father wills, the gifts to operate in our lives. Amen? So next week, we, we will be talking about the gift of the working of miracles. And I just, I really encourage you from now till then, Every morning, just saying out of your mouth, Lord, here I am. I'm here to be used. You need me. I'm here. And just watch the things that begin to happen. Amen? Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you that your word is alive and it's well. Thank you for the truth of the Bible that becomes the word of God in our own personal lives. I thank you for the truth of it and the specifics in it that really help to make the difference in us. Thank you that everybody at the sound of my voice tonight will purpose to do what you say. Number one, to hear your voice, but to do what you say and then to follow through with it. Not just hear it and do nothing with it, but learn to hear and do something with it. And tonight, Lord, we just bless you and we give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Let, 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 me, let me ask you something. Think about if you've ever thought of this. When I was, when I was real young, born again, hadn't been born again very long, I met a guy that, was, that, that, that had a lot of zeal. And um, 
I'd go with this guy. We'd, we'd go to a restaurant, and I mean, we'd be sitting in the restaurant, and man, th- this once or twice or three times, he'd get up on the table in the restaurant and start preaching. And I mean, I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh. And one day, and one day, we were at the Lost Trawler. And it was packed out. Seafood restaurant in Westlaco, Texas. And it was packed to the gills. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, he's going to get up on that table. Oh my gosh. Because there were some prominent people there. you know. And he got up and he stood in the middle of that table where our food was. <laughs> I thought, I ain't eating now. And he said about three things. It took about three minutes. And as they were escorting him out, this, this, little, this little lady comes up and says, Sir, can I ask you a question? And she said, Do you believe in praying for people to be well? And he said, I do. He said, this lady said, my granddaughter, something was wrong. I can't really remember what it was. And uh, he said, can we pray? She said, yes. I, I, I mean, I mean, how, I mean, she's not going to ask any of those prominent people to pray. Because I, I look back on that today, and I think to myself, that day when he, when that woman wanted prayer because of the crazy thing he did, I, I'd only been born again just a couple of years it changed my whole thinking. And I never got up on tables in restaurants, you know, but, but I, I did some wild stuff at times. But, but I didn't do something that was belligerent. I've never done something belligerent, like to offend people. I did something anointed. See, there's a huge difference. For me, to, for me to start talking to this guy I don't even know from another state, like I did this week, and tell him something, I, I talked to him very calmly, you know. I, it was not like I'm trying to force some gospel thing down his throat or whatever. I wasn't even thinking that. I was just talking to him in authority. I knew who I am. I, I know what I am. And I'm not going to back off from what I believe because maybe this guy doesn't believe that if it's the right time to share something like that. It's not always the right time to share things like that. But I'm not, I'm not going to back off. And see, the key is we don't have to do belligerent, goofy things or different things just for the sake of different. All we have to do is what he says. And don't ever forget that. You know, people think, well, I would never say something to someone. You know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking you never would. But what if you did? And they got saved right then. And then they, they had a whole family of people that needed help in their life. And, and, and the whole family came to you. And you were able to, what, what if? What can happen? You know what I'm saying? What can happen in our lives? Man. Don't let the opportunities pass. Whatever you do, don't let the opportunities pass that come your way every day. So how many 
starting tomorrow morning. You're just going to say, God, I'm available. Use me. You're going to have to speak to me. And, and how many say, I, you know, God, use me. Amen? Yeah. And I tell you today, you have the ability to hear the voice of God, and you have the ability to hear the Spirit of God, and the voice of the stranger you don't pay attention to or follow after in any way. Amen? Amen. So tonight, I believe that the word that I shared with you will not return void, but accomplish what it was set out to accomplish. And what it was set out to accomplish was to make you more aware every day of the voice of God and what he wants you to do throughout the day. Can you say amen? Amen. God bless you tonight. Be blessed. Have a great week, and we'll see you Sunday.